Hey, 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 welcome to the Vibe with Vic podcast. I'm your host, Vic, and welcome to the Vibe. It's been two weeks. I needed a week. I just, I didn't have it in my tank last week for you guys, but I'm back. And so what I have for you today is we have no rants, we have no randomness, we have news, vibe, pop vibe, show up of dates, and then we're going to go into the main event, which is obviously Roni, because I'm just not going to talk about OZ. <laughs> I, I'm just not. I don't know why I have to feel like I have to let you guys know why I'm not talking about OZ every single time, but... I just do. Okay, so where are we at? It's August. Can you believe it? It's August 2023. Like, it's August. Kids are about to go back to school. Summer's about to be over. Fall is going to enter the great state of Minnesota. That means apple orchards, all that jazz, right? We are just trying to get that little bit of summer left over. I almost feel like once July ended... Like things were just feeling a little bit September-ish. Like get your life together in August. It's kind of weird. But we're here. We're here. August is also about deadlines. Deadlines that we are under currently right now. And the two main ones, the one that's actually coming up on the 25th of August is the Facebook class action, which... If you haven't been on TikTok uh, and haven't heard all the way around is that there's a class action settlement that will be paid out. It is due to Facebook um, breaching our privacy, our privacy, and it's worth like 700 million or billion dollars. So if you use Facebook actively between 2007 and December 2022, you might want to go Google and look up the face action, uh, the Facebook class action lawsuit and go sign up. And some of you are like, why the fuck would I do that? That I'm not going to get any fucking money out of it. Okay, time out. You're actually going to get a couple hundred dollars depending on how long you've been. Like I've been active since like day one. I wish my money had been active because I'd be rich. I'd be wealthy by now. Okay. But that's a story for another time. So why don't you go ahead Go click the link, find out more, and go sign yourself up. Because if anybody's going to give me some free money right before Christmas and any other type of fall trips or, you know, groceries, rent, anything, it's, I'm going to get it. I'm going to take the opportunity and get it. And you should too. Okay. The other one that people who are waiting um, for, held to freeze over for their student loans to be paid off like myself. Um, there's a save plan that Joey Biden has going on and we just kind of need to lean in. You need to kind of see what your options are, especially if you have federally. If you're for profit, your shit's probably already taken care of. I fucking hate you. I love that for you, but I hate that for me because I'm federally up in this bitch. Okay. And I just need Joey to call me and say, I got you. I got 20,000 of them hoes for you. 30,000, 50,000 of them hoes for you. And I'd be like, oh my God, Joey, thank you so much. I appreciate you. But right now I'm like, Joey, you're fucking pissing me off a little bit. But I'm going to lean into the safe plan because hopefully this is going to save me some money. Okay? 
save me all the money. So um, that's, you know, you have until the end of August, I guess. And so I think everybody should lean into that. And yeah, I don't, you're supposed to, I just say, honestly, just go to Google, look up save plan and go from there. Some of you are like, wow, you're 40 and you still owe money on your student loans. And to you, I say, mind your fucking business and do what you got to do because I'm over here just paying interest. What's principal anymore, right? But I'm not going to sit up here and bitch to you about my life, (laughs) my wants, my needs. I'm just going to tell you all the good news that you should owe. So just trying to keep the girls and the guys the ladies, the women of them all, you know, up to date. So let's kind of move on to the pop vibe. And listen, let's first start off with a Rachel and Bethany Frankel conversation. And all I have to say first is I don't give a fuck how many times Rachel Raquel has reiterated to the world of why she we should as viewers, pity her in any way, she violated her girl Ariana, and they were friends, and that's it. Now, she's paying for it, and I don't think folks should bully her anymore, and yes, she's in a mental health facility, or was, but the girl is still diabolical in every sense, okay? I'm glad she got clarity, but as you can see, she's still being used as a pawn. And this time, not from Tom, but from Bethany. Now, I used to really like Bethany and all her zingers as she was a housewife, but she's an opportunist. She loves playing victim, y'all. She has mommy and daddy issues. And although I feel bad for her in those sense, I just feel like it just doesn't matter how much therapy she has gone through. It will always circle back to her doing like, I'm doing this for the people, but she's really doing this for herself. Do I think the big lawsuit she's compiled and filed is worth it? Yes, I actually do. Like only because reality TV cast members should be getting residuals for replayed episodes. But she's coming after the hand that fucking fed her ass, which is really, there's layers to that, right? Obviously, we know there's layers. I mean, Nini has her own thing against them. And look at where she's at, pretty much blacklisted. Um, and you know what, honestly, some might want to relive those memories. Others might not want to, but like actors and actresses, they deserve their coin. I also find it ironic that even six months back, Bethany was pitching a new show to Bravo. Babe, why are you biting the hand that feeds you? It didn't bode well for Nini and it's not going to be for you. The difference is, and... You know, here's the thing. Bethany is already a millionaire due to selling her alcohol brand Skinny Girl. And you know what? I just want her to take her focus, that genuine drive she has to fuck up people's lives and use them and push that towards, though, the government with the Maui disaster and help them folks out with Be Strong. Where did that Bethany go? Hmm? And you know who's showing the, who's like having kind of the last laugh? Carol. Radswell. I mean, 
she's like the real Bethany Frankel is standing and showing us who she really is. And shout out to like our favorite Bravo Leo, Kyle Cook from Summer House, uh, for writing an amazing IG post towards Bethany, letting the world know that Rachel Raquel had to purchase her own flight to talk to Bethany and that Bethany is making all the money through her podcast ads and not one dime of that ad money will be going to Rachel Raquel. And it's not lost on me that there was, you know, TMZ doing their ZMT, um, walking up to celebrities, asking them questions about what has been dropped, but good old Lisa Vanderpump told everybody that Raquel is she's in these streets making 361k and Lisa said if you want me to pull up that payroll I will that's what Lisa said okay I want y'all to understand I want y'all to realize that there are receipts sprinkled everywhere I just want and need Rachel Raquel to go the fuck away okay and I need Bethany to not take every single opportunity that arises and try to make it her own and somebody is saying I think somebody said is she smart is she really intelligent is she bright I mean shit she's a millionaire but not all million and billionaires not all anybody who's wealthy and rich are smart and we all can contest to that if you haven't ever ran into somebody where you're like how the fuck do you have all this money and you are dumb as shit you're a dummy so I don't know let's move forward let's talk about our favorite free girl Britney Spears y'all she's getting a divorce vibe tribe we know this was going to happen. We knew it. We smelled the audacity, the opportunity Sammy Boy was going to take when it came to Britney. We saw it. And not only is he trying to expose her like her daddy did for years, he wants money and more of it. The dude is trash. And honestly, I need Britney to be single, stable, mentally and get on the right meds because, listen, Plies is out here making fun of her. But she's doing it to herself. And although I'm laughing because Plies is funny, I'm actually sad for her because she doesn't have the right people in her corner. Her baby daddy is taking the kids. And, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what the future holds for Brittany. But I need, I need somebody in her circle to block Instagram for a while. <laughs> I I can't if if she's the person that creates and places this idea in any type of fashion designer's head to bring back low-rise underwear and jeans you listen I'm gonna find the nearest highway and I'm gonna lay my whole fucking body in it if high-waisted jeans go away because of Britney because she's a low-rise girl uh-uh uh-uh okay I have hips she doesn't. Okay? It might be mean. I feel like it. This turned into, I feel like a Bethany. I turned this Britney thing into me. <laughs> Who the fuck am I? But it's honestly true if high wise, high, high wise, okay, high rise jeans <laughs> go away, I will be so pissed. Okay, next up. 
the blind side of it all. Michael Orr is suing Sean and Leanne Tui for wrongfully placing him under a conservatorship as well as the money they made, including the children off the movie The Blind Side that was written about his life. Now, you guys remember The Blind Side, Sandra Bullock, um, what was Lily? I think that's her name, was in it. But the movie made $300 million and he never saw a dime of it. Some people are asking, like, how did he not know? Why is this coming up? I think Michael had time. I mean, he's retired from football. Apparently, his net worth is around $16 million. So if somebody says that motherfucker is broke, uh, apparently he's not due to Yahoo.com. But I don't know how credible is Yahoo. Why am I whispering? Because I don't know. But maybe he, all this time that he's been taking care of his family, um, he started to do some digging. Anyways, the Tuies have made so much money off of Michael. Michael. And I remember the scene in The Blind Side where, you know, Sandra Bullock was playing Leanne. And she was having lunch with her friends. And they were saying she cannot take in a black boy into her family. Listen, we all know that Tennessee is wild. They're just as wild, or not more, than Mississippi. But what we all failed to see during that time, and now this time, is that Leanne is just like her friends. She's made so much money off of Michael. Stopped working as an interior designer and started being a motivational speaker. Like, we already knew the Tuies were wealthy. They owned multiple food franchises in Tennessee, but they decided to take Michael in and not adopt him, but link him to a conservatorship that doesn't make any sense. You heard right. The whole reason why this is happening is because we all thought, the world thought, that Leanne and Sean Tui adopted Michael Orr, and they did not, allegedly. So they made all that money, you know, about his life and he's never saw a dime of it and to be honest I hope he cleans them out a good amount of money what's in the dark always comes to light and since this allegation has surfaced more and more people have come out with incidences of Leanne um, how and how she acts towards black people and apparently the two is wrong below deck and uh, Leanne was a part of the Do Too Much committee. She wasn't well-liked. And so, of course, are we all going to watch to see how this unfolds? I mean, I am. I don't know if you are, but I will be circling back on this. I guarantee it. So, okay. So that's it for Pop Vibe. Let's talk about Show Vibes. Love Island USA on Peacock. You guys, I know I've said this the last couple of episodes. I don't really care. I need you guys to understand that if you aren't watching Love Island USA, what are you watching? I mention this every single pod. And honestly, I want to give a special shout out to my girl Nadine. Because we've been watching it. We've been leaning into the mess. And yes, it's a commitment. They have four episodes per week. And a lot of you have gasped and said, I don't have time like that. I have children. I have a husband. I have a life. And to you, I say, I put my energy into what I want to. You put your energy into what you want to, okay? (laughs) 
I'm not judging you for what you're watching. I'm just saying that this shit is so fucking good and messy. It's hard not to watch. It's hard to close my eyes and turn away. But enough of Love Island. Let's talk about the other thing that I accidentally tripped and fell into. Let's talk about Painkiller and Netflix. I'm not going to give anything away. Absolutely not. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just here to promote a fucking show for you guys. And it's Painkiller on Netflix. It's six episodes. It's a limited series. And some might say it's like Dope Sick on Hulu. I watched one episode of that. and But I tore through this adaptation of Big Pharma. Does Matthew Broderick uh, look and play a scary man? Absolutely. But was it was our crazy eyes, Orange is the New Black veteran, Suzanne Warren, that brought this adaptation home for me, honey. I was glued. You mix any kind of conspiracy, legal, drama, real life type shit, I will pull the fuck up and watch. This shit was so good. Every single night. Every single night until I finished. Sometimes I did, uh, when I felt I missed a night due to me passing out, um, I had to circle back and watch two more episodes the next night. I know, you're like, it's only six episodes. Okay. Love Island was on. Thank you. Um, okay. So, with that being said, you need to watch it. And I did finish Hijack on Hulu. No, hijack on Apple TV. It was really great. I don't, I don't want to give anything away, but I need you Apple TV folks to lean into Idris Elba and watch that. That was, I was glued. They left it open for a season two. I think it's going to have to be a whole new situation, but we will see. It was good though. Um, I heard I need to watch the crowded room on Apple TV. Okay, fine. You pulled my arm. I'll start watching it. But that's all I have right now for show updates. I am going to take a short break and come back and we're going to talk about the main event. Oh, Roni! Stay tuned. All right, y'all, we're back and we are going to slide right into Roni. So by now and with missing last week, we are on episode five and we are tapping into Bryn's upbringing, which is very humbling. Um, Sai has a Friendsgiving and that's where we leave off of when we're starting episode five. And so now mind you, we're tapping into Bryn and how she was raised. Like her parents were absent, mother and father. She was raised by her grandmother and you know, holidays are hard. Hence why we're having a Friendsgiving for her. Um, the ladies are very empathetic towards her. I mean, tears everywhere and they rally and they raise her up telling her how great she turned out and I mean it's really lovely to see how much like knowing that we know that some of these ladies never even knew each other prior to being casted on this show but to see them like hear about each other's lives and like raise each other up or you know just kind of have that empathy is like really amazing Sai uses this phrase called phrase called built-in family and I personally felt that like all my close friends have always invited me over for each and every holiday and it truly means a lot I'm never alone on holidays I might have to tap into my family a little bit but then I go to my friends families and yeah anyways um Jessel announces at Friendsgiving that she's having a charity event 
at her house the the next week and she invites the ladies and Jenna mentions she has a conflict. We circle on that back on like that whole situation a little bit later, but just remember Jenna says that she has a conflict. Okay. So we talk about the toilet paper and Aaron, like she says, Sai is obsessed with toilet paper. Now you guys know this is where Sai had brought <laughs> a package of toilet paper to Aaron's house in the Hamptons and Aaron like felt slighted. She's like, but she started to understand when we started to hear how Sai grew up. So they're just like laughing about it. And then Aaron brings up and says, at least we're not cackling hags, which came from Jessel. Now, Jessel like follows up. She mentions that Brits are crude, which is true. And then Jenna says she's not offended. But Jessel circles back and says, Jenna, you're a cackling old hag. I mean, she's, she added old, y'all. Like, let me... A lot of people, a lot of viewers really love Jessel. I think she's insufferable. I, and you guys know I tap into my British anytime that I can. But Jessel is insufferable to me. Like, she lacks accountability. She's fucking annoying to me and I I can't I can't stand her I just I can't so anyways Jessel and Aaron go back and forth and because Aaron didn't know Jessel went back to work after the twins which I thought was weird like does Jessel have to pick up the phone and call you but you know Aaron says that Jessel mentioned she was taking time after having the twins and apparently, I just feel like Aaron thought they had that rapport that Jessel would like, you know, call her and tell her she's going back to work. Anyways, moving on. We will circle back to that because ugh, I just can't. So we follow in and we tap into Sai's world. This is after Friendsgiving. And we tap into her world of being an influencer. She tells us that she majored in biology, but she's always loved fashion. She did an internship and then she started working on like for herself. She learned how to code and she created and started her website. And that's where she started blogging. And eventually she blew up because BuzzFeed did an article on her um, as she was in the mommy and me space. And we know that that space was very popular in the last like couple years, but she's been building her brand for a good moment. So over the years, her influencing business has evolved and she runs her influencing business like just as that, like a business. She mentioned she has an attorney, she has a creative director, she has everybody on payroll and offers health insurance. Like it's a real thing. And honestly, as an onlooker myself who follows a lot of influencers, it was nice to see and hear her break down how she has gotten to where she is today. And I've been following Sai for years. Scout in the city on IG, go check her out. She's legit. And, and you know, she's even on TikTok, but I don't know her TikTok handle, but size legit, you guys. Like, she's been at this for quite some time, okay? Let's move on to the coffee date because we're going to circle back on the Jessel and the Aaron of it all, okay? Now, Jessel has asked Aaron to this coffee date to clear the air. 
And all they do, and I am not going to go over specifics because I feel like they basically circled the drain and all they do is take digs at each other. Personally, these leaders are so opposite that I don't think that they'll ever be on the same page. Again, Jessel would do better if she brought up a point and carried the point through the finish line. But halfway through her point, she veers off the path and she never gets on. I will say, in some instances this season, Erin may be a New Yorker through and through, but she's very sensitive to what and how people say things to her. It's weird to me, and this scene was painful to watch, okay? It was just too much. So then we move on to Jenna, and she has a storage full of clothes and shoes, and we get to see it. Now, if you are a fan of Kimmy Carr, then you know that we just had an episode of her on, you know, Keep It Up with the Kardashians and how she showed us her storage. Now, if you compare Kimmy Cash's storage to Jenna's, they're completely different. I personally enjoyed both of them, but I don't know what it is about Jenna. She's just very down to earth and... She stated like she has these things, designer things that she doesn't wear anymore. And she wants them to have a second life just like herself. And that was very telling. If you have been following Jenna for years like I have, this is like Jenna's second life. Life after J. Crew. And it's a beautiful thing to see. Okay. Anyway, she shows us her senior project, which was made out of a comforter. And listen, when I tell you the jacket will give you Project Runway vibes, it will. It definitely gave me those vibes. And we're freshly in an, like a current season right now. But even without that season being near, I still would be the person to be like, that reminds me of Project Runway. And I would have loved seeing Jenna as a, cont a contestant just to see like how her whole line would have looked. And like a lot of people would probably be like, I mean, we did see it because she was a part of J. Crew. She was the CEO. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I think she influenced a lot. I I love J. Crew. And the only things I don't like about J. Crew is that their pants don't like people who have long legs. They love short people. And I'm not talking about petite. I'm talking about, well, I take it back. Because I don't know what the NCM is for petite people. And I know I'm kind of like veering off. But I feel like their pants only go up to an NCM of like a fucking 29. Okay? Bitches over here wear 32s. 34s. Okay? <laughs> okay. Um, and some people cater to us. And some people don't. And I am a fresh five foot six and three fourths inches. Okay. Some people would probably be like, you're five seven, right? Like when we're talking about babies and they're like, my kid's 32 months. And people are like, okay, how many years is 32 months? Like, do the fucking math, girl. Like, your child's like three years old, <laughs> almost three. <laughs> I just can't. Okay, so let's go back. Um, 
Let's move on to Bren, Sai, and Aaron meeting for tea and cookies, whatever. They're at the table, they're sitting at, there's a chessboard, and Sai and Bren are playing. It's giving Queen's Gambit. Now, if you have Netflix, Queen's Gambit was a very popular series during the pandemic, if I would remember. It's still there because it's a Netflix original. Go and tap in. Very interesting story, okay? But anyways, the ladies are playing chess. Aaron finally joins, and they start spilling the tea about the conversation between Aaron and Jessel. And basically, Aaron tells the ladies her coffee date with Jessel and how she left confused. And the ladies are all bringing up valid things about Jessel, and they're they're taking Jessel for who she is, but they're also going to act accordingly because they see how she is as well. And, um, you know, Sai asked Aaron if she is attending Jessel's charity event. And the only reason why she's attending is to prove a point, the point in which she supports women. This is like the instance where they say, like, you know, Michelle Obama, if they go low, you go high and smile in their face. Like, that's exactly what Aaron's doing. Like, listen, let me tell you something. I don't know if I'm there yet. To be like, to prove a point? To I'm going to waste an outfit to go to your charity event for what? For what? To just say that I, I, I support you? If I can't stand you, I'm not going to support you. <laughs> oh, man. I love myself. Anyways, um, now we are at the point of Jessel's event. And she can't help herself on how annoyed she is with her husband. I, I question. And I hope other people feel this way. And listen, I'm not married. I know that married folk get so annoyed at their husband or significant other on a daily basis sometimes, weekly, monthly, whatever, right? But you still like your spouse. You, I mean, some days you might like them, some days you might not. Anyways, I question, I question if she really likes her husband. I just question it. The way that she's always shitting on him, every chance she get, every chance the camera's in. Like, there's not a loving moment that she has shown us between her and her husband. And the ladies are right. Is there something going on deeper? Absolutely. Do I really care? I don't. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it unfold. Again, she's insufferable. I'm pretty sure her husband feels the same, but he's not going anywhere. He's not leaving. Um, okay. So let me fast forward to the good part. All the ladies showed up to Jessel's event except Jenna Lyons. And folks are mad at Jenna because she chose her son over Jessel's event. And how do they know that just that Jenna didn't show up? They call Jenna. Jenna's bold. She picks up the phone. There's a Christmas tree. She shows that she's decorating. Of course, like Jessel's just like, I don't. So that's the event that she had. She said she had an event. She chose her son, you guys. Like, I can't. I can't. She chose her son. She chose to decorate. And you know what? Honestly, in the last couple episodes, how many times has Jessel come down on Jenna? 
how many things has she said she talked about her gift she called her an old hag like if i were jenna too i would fucking open up that facetime and show her i was dusting off any like a clean you know console or something like that just to make the fucking point that girl i'm not coming like i'll support you in other ways but no 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 like watch your mouth and Jenna just does it in such a way where it's like, yeah, I'm going to do me, you know? And, and and I just need somebody else who's been watching the show every single episode. Please enlighten me on why does Bren always bring up the Bren versus Jenna thing? The situation is always, if I would have done that, if I would have done that, it would have been a whole thing. But if Jenna does it, it's no big deal, babe, babe. Jenna's gonna do Jenna, okay? Stop worrying about Jenna and do you. And that's where the episode ends. I mean, they had a couple of laughs. They talked about the blazer. They talked about a bunch of things, but I picked up the main thing. So I just want to let you guys know the breath is still fresh with this cast and I'm loving it. I am absolutely loving this cast and people are already speculating who's going to come back for next season. We're only on like episode five. I'm going to need people to calm down and chill the fuck out. Why can't we just enjoy some shit? Like, right? Like, why can't we just like be in the moment and be present and not worry who's going to get fired or anything. I don't even want people to talk about a reunion right now. We're on episode five. Okay. That's that's it. So uh, listen, when you guys hear this pod, you're gonna be like, there are two different sides of me. You're gonna hear the the girl who records earlier in the day and then the girl who records close to bedtime. Those are two different voices. Which one do you like best? I personally like the girl who's awake, not the girl who's half asleep. But what who I'm here for? I'm here for you. Vibe tribe. I'm here for you. So next week, I'll be back to recap Roni and discuss goss and hot TV shows you should lock into and watch as well as catch you up on the vibes of the pop and all the mess these celebs be doing while we're rocking our nine to fives. Okay, Vibe Tribe, thanks so much for tapping in. Your listenership is greatly appreciated. When you have a moment, please leave me a five-star review on either Apple or Spotify Until next time, you guys, you stay classy. Cheers.